Welcome to the Modern Independent, where we are on a mission to assist modern independent workers in accelerating their growth, both personally and professionally. Every year, our parent community, Indie Collective, offers two 10-week accelerator programs known as the Launchpad. In these programs, cohorts of around 80 independent consultants and coaches, just like you, gain access to an expert-led curriculum, then work together to set bigger visions and goals for their business and lives. If you're interested in learning more about our 10-week Launchpad cohorts, go to www.indiecollective.co, where you can learn about the program, hear members speak about their experiences, and apply for the next cohort. We accept applications on a rolling basis, and as a podcast listener, you'll receive priority when applying for an interview, as well as a limited-time $500 friends and family discount. Just reference the podcast in your application. And now, on to the episode. Welcome to The Modern Independent, a podcast dedicated to inspiring, equipping, and empowering top independent workers to supercharge their careers and build more balanced lives. As you probably already know, we have three flavors of The Modern Independent, and today you're joining us for an episode of The Seven Figure Playbook, a series where I, Sam Lee, the founder and CEO of Indie Collective, interview distinguished independent business builders folks who are here to share with you the practical playbooks that help them to build more successful businesses and live more balanced lives. Today, I'm excited to be joined by Dr. Donna Marino. Donna is a psychologist, author, and an executive coach who has helped hundreds of executives and independent business builders to develop the empowering psychology to be more successful and fulfilled in their work and lives. Donna is a graduate of Indie Collective and also leads our members through an interactive workshop series on developing your bulletproof psychology. Independent work is, by definition, the road less traveled. And in order to achieve sustained success and fulfillment through the path, you need to examine your beliefs, identify those that don't serve you, and begin to replace them with more empowering ones. In today's episode, Donna is going to help us to explore the role of mindset emotion, and behavior in achieving the success and fulfillment you desire. We'll identify some of those quote-unquote automatic thoughts, those that can sabotage your success and fulfillment, and then we'll conclude by unpacking some of the techniques that Donna uses to help Indie Collective members and our clients to bulletproof their psychology. So without further ado, let's get into it. Donna, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Sam, for having me. It's always a pleasure to work with you. Such a pleasure to be with you here. So, so just to kick us off, tell us a little bit about your work, Donna, uh, and the independent business you've built now over the last few decades. Sure. It has been uh, quite the journey for sure. As a psychologist, I started out in private practice as a therapist. I started with group practices and then decided I was commuting too far and giving away too much money and decided to open my own practice uh, close to close to home. And what's really interesting, Sam, is that during that time in my private practice, I probably had the practice for 10 years before I started calling myself an entrepreneur. And it was only because other people were referring to my husband <laughs> as an entrepreneur because he had owned previous businesses. And at the time, he had uh, gone back to corporate for a bit, and everyone is calling him an entrepreneur. And I'm like, wait a second, I'm the one running a business. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, isn't it funny? It's one of those things I thought, you know, all psychologists, doctors, people go into private practice and just never thought of it. 
And uh, people didn't call me an entrepreneur, really. So, but with my husband, they did. And I said, oh, I'm taking that title. That's what I am. So after about 10 years, (laughs) right? I think part of that is how women are conditioned in professionalism and the professional world and careers. And people could see my husband, a man, as a business owner. Mm. But um, maybe people thought because I was also a mom, this was a hobby or something. I don't Mm. know. But I think it's Mm. a difference you know, I didn't see myself that way. So other people weren't going to see myself that way either. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's true. And and we'll talk more about that, how, how our insides show up in our business. Absolutely. Well, you know, Donna, just to set the scene for, for our listeners here, um, you know, Donna is the last of 24 speakers that we bring into our 10-week Indie Collective experience. Uh, and she is the culmination of, of weeks of thematic learning on all aspects of our independent business and life. And it's very intentional that Donna comes in as really the cherry on top of the cake. So Donna, maybe share a little bit with our listeners as to why we wrap up with Bulletproof Psychology. Absolutely. And I, I love that we decided to do that, Sam, because people do want to dive in right away and get the nuts and bolts of their business, right? They're like, what do I do? So you really give them all of that. They have all the tools to be successful, but just because you know a thing doesn't mean you can do a thing. And Oftentimes, you know, not specific to Indie Collective, but for any of us, we learn something, we read that book, we go to a seminar and we don't apply it. In fact, research shows that only 2% of people apply it and, and live with it, stick with it. And the issue is mindset. You can't change behavior if you don't have the mindset to support the behavior. And now is a great time to give that example because it's New Year's, right? And everyone is on the bandwagon of uh, of let's get fit, let's eat healthy, I'm going to do all of it, all the way, but you don't change your mindset, right? So two weeks later, you're back to your old habits. And by sticking it at the end, we give people the tools to really apply it after they're done with the program and to let it stick. I love that. I love that. And and honestly, I like to think of the whole 10 weeks as a bit of a psychology boot camp because you're going through an indie collective experience with about 150 other distinguished independents. And as you're in breakout rooms, as you're doing your one-on-one networking or working with your personal advisory board, your A-team, I've found personally going through it and also having coached others in going through it, that we realize quickly that that hang up, which is generally a limiting belief that we have about ourselves or our business is actually not unique to us, but it's shared by so many, if not the majority of your cohort. So having that, having that realization that you're not alone is, is terribly affirming. And when combined with framework and then peer support and accountability, boom, you start to see the progress, you make the momentum. And from there, there you shift into action. But 
But Donna's session I found is so powerful because generally speaking, the most nagging limiting beliefs, the one that have the ones that have been with us for for years, if not decades, those ones take deeper work. And we're going to get into how you can do that deeper work for yourself. Um, so Donna, you like to say to our members that our external results are a reflection of our internal process. Tell us a little bit about that internal process that you reference and some of those most common limiting beliefs that you see in, in the hundreds of people that you work with. And also maybe some of those empowering beliefs that we want to replace them with so that we get further faster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I tell people that being a business owner is some of the most personal work you're ever going to do because everything that you think shows up in your business. A lot of people show up because they have a special skill or talent, right? That they want to share with people or they've created an amazing product that they want to get into people's hands, but they're not necessarily trained in, in sales or marketing. They just want to give their gift out into the world Mm -hmm. And so they start on this journey and maybe they're not getting the results they want, right? They're not closing sales or they don't know how to tell people what they offer in an enticing way. And we can have a lot of stories behind that, right? And I call them stories because they are, they're things we're telling ourselves. There's something we've created and, you know, things like I'm no good at sales. Well, if you believe you're no good at sales, you can be sure that you're going to have trouble closing sales. Mm -hmm. If you say, I don't know how to tell people about my business, that's going to be true. These are self-fulfilling prophecies. And some of the beliefs that we have, like I'm good enough, I'm worthy, uh, I bring value to the table, go back way, way back. And if you don't address them, even uncover them, right? Because most people don't even know that they're carrying that around. I had a client, we did a four-hour intensive and she had so much to offer, but she just could not nail down her ideal client, her purpose, her why. Mm -hmm. And she was doing a lot of work and had a great A-team from Indie Collective and she couldn't nail it down. And in four hours, we got through the blocks, nailed down her ideal client, nailed down her purpose, which she always knew, but she had a belief that it wasn't good enough. It wasn't unique. It wasn't good enough. All these stories around it. Um, She changed her pricing. She started to recognize her value and that she was undercutting herself. If, If you don't address those things, you can really sabotage your business. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. I, you know, I think my, my mom always said to me when we were growing up, what you see, you can believe and what you believe you can become, right? So tying it back mm-hmm. to, to what you shared at the top of our conversation, that it, it was only 10 years into building your independent practice that you felt, felt empowered and comfortable calling yourself an entrepreneur. I think, you know, it starts with having enough, enough people in the environs that, that you can relate to that look like you that 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 feel like you that that you can relate to so that you you feel that that is who you are too um and and of course if if we can't believe it then we can't become it so i I think it is a chain reaction we're going to get into more of that in a second so so let's get into 
this this term mindset. Mindset has become such a buzzword over the last few years. How do you define what a mindset is and what is that right mindset that we want to be getting into to have more success and fulfillment in our independent businesses? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, listener. Sorry to interrupt the vibes. I'll be out of your way in just a second. It's Jan, the head of community here at Indie Collective. Thanks for making it this far into our episode. Just a reminder that if you're connecting with this story, you can go to IndieCollective.co where you can learn about the program, hear members speak about their experiences, and apply for our next cohort. As a podcast listener, you'll receive priority when applying for an interview, as well as a limited-time $500 friends and family discount. All right, I'll get back out of your way. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it is a buzzword right now. And there was part of me when I first heard people using it that just kind of laughed because I said, this is cognitive psychology. I've been studying this for decades. I'm a cognitive behavioral person. This is what I do. Um, but Carol Dweck really popularized it with her book, Growth Mindset. And um, it is, it's really a, a great tool for a lot of people. And what it really did, which is a great thing, is it brought cognitive psychology into the mainstream for people. And mindset is our collection of beliefs. It's how we view the world. It's how we view ourselves. And it has to do with those, those stories that we tell ourselves. So the growth mindset is what it sounds like. There's opportunity there. There's growth. When you face a challenge, you're not defeated. Whereas the fixed mindset is like, this is fixed. This is permanent. It's always going to be this way. You know, failure is a statement on who you are as a person and it's not changeable. And when you shift those, when we talk about the internal, right, showing up in our business, you can imagine how that fixed mindset would stall things, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not good at sales. I'm never going to be good at sales. I'm not worth that much money. You know, you're not going to raise your rates. Whereas with growth, you can say, all right, that call didn't go so well. What can I learn from it? You know, mm -hmm. what's the opportunity here? It was Thomas Edison that, um, you know, people came to him and said, you, you're failing over and over. Why do you keep doing this? And he said, I didn't fail. I've learned, you know, X number of ways not to make a light bulb. Mm. <laughs> and it's that, you know, that flip of mindset, too, that will give you the endurance and the perseverance that you need as a business owner. Mm. That's, that is an important distinction, growth versus fixed mindset and, and the opportunity that it creates when you're able to, to live the same experience, but through that growth, that growth mindset. You, you say so often that beliefs are merely information we've decided to be true. I'm going to repeat that one more time because it's, I think, one of the most important things we'll discuss today. Beliefs are merely information that we decided to be true. I love this. Uh, and unfortunately, too many of our deepest beliefs, those ones that live in our subconscious that inform the decisions we make and, of course, how we feel about our experience of the world, too many of those can be limiting, right? Yeah. They're not the empowering ones that we want. So you've already mentioned a few examples of these limiting beliefs, these things that we've decided to be true that probably aren't, mm -hmm. right? Examples could include 
relating it to independent business, I'm not trained in sales and therefore I'm not a good salesperson. Or if I raise my rates or if I negotiate the right contractual terms, I'll probably lose those clients. So psychology related to sales and to money, these are certainly ones we go into very deeply through Indie Collective. I'd love to hear what are the chain reactions that that we bring onto ourselves when we let these disempowering beliefs be be the primary ones in our life? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so let me unpack all of that. I want to start with beliefs are merely information that we've decided is true. And I want to give credit to a mentor of mine, Bobby Stevens, who wrote a book, Unlimited Futures, um, who I trained with a lot, and that is information that I learned from her. And it is one of the most empowering lessons I've ever learned because we tend to get into fixed mindset with beliefs. We tend to decide that's true. That's the way the world works. That's who I am. And then we don't challenge it and we operate from that place. So you mentioned money. Money mindset is a huge one with entrepreneurs. And unless you break those ceilings, you're really going to limit your income. Now, our money mindset is often established by the time we're eight years old. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you think back to the family environment you were in at eight years old, those are the stories, right? The phrases, money doesn't grow on trees, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, just all kinds of things like that. My mom used to say, we're on austerity. Like I learned that word. <laughs> Like in elementary school, we're on austerity. We can't say that, right? I grew up in a family where my, you know, four kids, my dad worked, my mom didn't. Um, Even that, right? The model that a lot of us grew up with, women don't work, women aren't the bread owner, breadwinner, sorry, all all of those things that, that can limit women specifically in business. And then, like you said, there's this cascading reaction. It's always the thought that leads to the behavior that leads to the result. And so if you don't unpack those thoughts and look at where they're coming from, and some of them are are deeply buried. So you have to look at backtrack, right? Look at the result, look at the behavior. Okay, what's the thought that's driving that really? Um, And until you unpack that, you know, the definition of insanity, right, is doing the same thing over and over and over again. Unless you yeah. unpack those thoughts, the change can't happen. Yeah. So so to repeat back, it sounds like there is this vicious cycle that stems from limiting beliefs and, and presumably an empowering cycle that stems from empowering ones. But it mm-hmm. goes from thought to action to outcome. Right. And there's yes. a feeling that yes. underlies that. Right. It's a feeling that's associated with with the beliefs that you have because you you physically feel it in your body um, and it leads to thoughts and to actions and to outcomes. So so once you absolutely. Yeah. And sometimes it's that physical feeling that we tap into to backtrack it. So I don't want to overlook that because um, mm-hmm. people will will have a feeling after they get off a phone call, like, oh, that doesn't feel right, or that didn't feel good. Or, you know, I'm feeling anxious before the phone call, right? That's a great 
great way to start. Many entrepreneurs get nervous, especially in the beginning before they get on a discovery call, before they make that new connection and they feel that nervousness. Well, cue into your body and ask yourself, why am I feeling nervous? Like, what's the story I'm telling myself right now? And is that true? Right. That's a, mm. a process of the four questions that comes from Byron Katie asking yourself and challenging, like, do I know for a hundred percent that the story I'm telling myself is true? And if it's not, what would be a more helpful story to tell myself right now? Amazing. Amazing. So you've started to take us there, but I'm, I'm curious, let's unpack once you've identified that you're feeling something right? Anxiety, fear, those, those uncomfortable feelings that we don't want to be living in day in, day out. Um, once you've started to identify what's, what's behind that, right? What is the, what are the thoughts that I have? What are the beliefs that inform those thoughts? Perhaps it's about your self-worth or your abilities. Um, then what, how do we break the vicious cycle that follows the thought to the action to the outcome? What are the steps that you generally recommend and that, that Indie Collective mm -hmm. members try to employ through the program? Yeah. So in cognitive behavioral therapy, we talk about um, automatic thoughts, right? And these are the thoughts that happen so frequently and so quickly that we don't even notice them, right? So I think about it as a super highway in your brain. So you get on that on-ramp and you're going a hundred miles an hour and you know, you've missed all the scenery, you've missed everything. You just end up in that destination. You've gone a hundred times before and you can't even remember necessarily how you got there. Those are the automatic thoughts. Then what we want to do is retrain those. And to be quite honest, this is not an easy process. You have to first become conscious of these thoughts. And oftentimes you need help from another person to help, you know, keep pulling those out for you. And then what? And then what? <laughs> Getting to the mm -hmm. to the seed of that. But then we start reframing those thoughts. And it's the conscious process of saying, you know, is this thought helpful to me? And what would be a better thought? And we call that reframing and cognitive behavioral therapy. So I think about that as we start to, you know, shovel a new pathway into the brain and we're taking that and filling up the old pathway. And so we're creating a new, better super highway for ourselves, but it takes conscious effort and it takes that unpacking. So intervening in some point in that cycle, right? Intervening at, okay, this was my result. Why? And backtracking or in the moment, being really mindful and tuning into your, to your body and to your feelings. Okay. What's the story I'm telling myself behind this? And, you know, not just necessarily for the limiting beliefs, but those highs that you get in your business. Mm. Okay. What's the, what's the story I'm telling myself that's making me feel so good because I want to repeat this, right? Yes. I'm telling myself in this moment, like I'm awesome. I'm good at sales. I have so much value to bring to the table. And then these can be the affirmations that you use that you keep repeating to yourself to help build that new superhighway, to help eliminate those limiting beliefs that have been sabotaging your results. Yes, yes. I think um, gratitude 
right, as a daily practice has definitely has definitely been one that has consistently, I think, put me on that rising, rising arc of abundance in terms of appreciating yeah. what what is showing up for me and and the opportunities that do consistently present that I think I could be overlooking absent taking the time on a regular basis to say thank you, right? Even if it's just to myself to acknowledge the things that are showing up um, and something that really under your guidance, we introduced very early to the Indie Collective Pedagogy was celebration, right? How do we begin to create a behavior every single week as a community of really celebrating socially, but celebrating within our community the small wins, the small and big wins, um, the things that are obvious, like winning a new deal, but also the things uh, that are that are probably overlooked, right? The small mm-hmm. wins, personally, professionally, and otherwise. And I think some some people keep a journal about their wins. Other people, you know, circle them on their calendars. Some people keep a folder on their computers and they screen grab the nice emails. But whatever that practice is for you trying to make that a daily routine so that you're celebrating mm-hmm. those things along the way um, and and having that be the story you tell yourself and not something else. Oh, absolutely. And we can, you know, we can get so caught up on what needs to be changed, what's not going right. And the truth is what we focus our attention on grows. So if we want more of the problem, stay in the problem, focus on that. If we want more of the solution, focus on what's going right, what's working. How can you apply what's working to the situation that you're struggling with? How can you shift that to thinking about opportunity? Um, When it comes to gratitude, it's just so powerful and it just builds this energy around your business of, you know, of saying, yes, I want more of that. Um, I've actually started uh, a new gratitude practice where I actually use real thank you cards. And I write a thank you card at the end of every day. Thank you for, you know, for spending time with my kids. You know, everything I include, not just the business. Thank you for this new client. Thank you for this opportunity Mm. to learn and grow here. And I'll tell you when I'm writing the thank you card, it really does bring up all that emotion, all of that gratitude. And mm. when you can feel it, gratitude is so much more powerful when it comes from the heart rather than the head. And yep. so rather than a you know, cognitive practice, it really needs to be an emotional practice. Yep. And yep. you know, one one of the the stories that I often share is the fact that you know, my husband is also an entrepreneur and um, he grew he grew up extremely poor. You know, he grew up with a with a single mom and his grandmother and on public assistance. And there were times that, you know, if he wasn't going to go fishing, they weren't going to eat, you know, mm. and he was the kid with the pants that were too short and all of that. Mm. And just imagine if he had stayed in that mindset at 16, he owned his first company and he was getting letters in the mail from banks offering him business loans and he wasn't even old enough <laughs> to sign contracts or anything. And he built this IT company. He's really like one of the pioneers in IT. 
and built this very successful business. He tells stories about hiding a skateboard like out behind a dumpster before going into a business meeting to, you know, to sell to them. Um, that's, you know, the life we live now compared to where he grew up. Every day you have to have gratitude for that. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. And I think your husband's story inspires me. We've, we've talked about your husband before, so I know his story pretty well at this point. And I think the counterpoint to your husband is that so many, myself included, who, who've grown up with so much opportunity can let limiting beliefs, false, false truths, right? Because mm -hmm. beliefs are things you assume to be true or you right. hold to be true can allow those limiting beliefs to dominate them and to keep them from their unlimited potential, right? So quick, quick peek in the box for listeners on, on my story, right? So now, gosh, 10, 15 years ago, when I was stepping out of, you know, individual contribution into management, and then very quickly catapulted into serious management roles where I had teams of hundreds of people at big public companies, in that inflection point, I quickly saw that social anxiety. I was an introvert who was great at doing the work and even leading small teams was very uncomfortable. And I thought ill-equipped and, and ill-suited, I thought, to be able to lead big teams, right? To inspire, equip, and empower big teams within big companies. And the imposter syndrome that I felt, I didn't know what that word was at the time, nearly took me to my knees. And the fear that I felt daily, whether it was in the all call, the all hands that I had to lead or in the boardroom or in any number of these contexts, it nearly brought me to my knees, right? I almost, I thought fell apart a couple of times, but I didn't, right? And thankfully it was at that juncture um, doing work with a great coach that I was made aware of cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, and really over the course of three months, it was a short three months I understood cognitively this chain reaction, the emotions, the thoughts, the actions and the outcomes that we talked about with Donna and was able to observe the thoughts, cancel the thoughts and eventually replace them with more empowering ones. And I went from a place where, you know, around public speaking, that was something I really worked on in that practice. I went from being fearful of it and being anxious around it to loving it right? To really enjoying it and feeling like I had a voice and a message to share. And that that was part, not of my responsibility, but something I was joyful around and, and still to this day really enjoy. Um, so I've seen CBT work in my life. I've seen it work in so many of our members' life. And Donna has been a real unlock for so many of our members. So I cannot recommend that practice enough and also working with an amazing coach um, and someone who's trained in it, right? I think you can always try to do things on yourself, but having a coach and an accountability partner to help you when you see these beliefs are limiting you to get to your next level. So, so Donna, I mean, I'd love to talk a little bit about once we've identified the limiting belief, the thing we want to debunk, how do we replace it, right? How do we get something better in there? How do we install the new software that's going to lift us up? Yeah. And one of the things I want to say about this is just like that New Year's example, people will often shoot for too much too fast. 
right? So if you want to feel better about yourself, but you you're really doubting your self worth, right? Let's let's use this imposter syndrome because I see it all the time. And while um, it's common in both men and women, you know the research shows that it's it's much more common in in women, especially as they're moving up the ladder. Um, you know, if your belief is like in imposter syndrome, I'm a fraud, right? I'm a fraud. I fooled them. I shouldn't be here. They're going to find out, you know, if that's your belief and now you're trying to tell yourself like, I should be CEO, uh, you know, this isn't enough, but I'm the best here. Your brain is never going to believe that. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I imagine a ladder and you're at the bottom of the ladder, you're on the bottom rung and you wanna to get to the top, you're not gonna jump <laughs> from the ground to the top of the ladder, right? And that's what you're trying to do when you extend yourself too far. So you have to think about what are the rungs of this ladder that you need to climb? And maybe it's you know, something, something softer, more gentle, like they saw something in me that was worthy of this role right so maybe not even starting with yourself but they saw something in me right maybe i can't see it myself yet but they saw it it's yeah. there you know and we climb that ladder but um you know many people use affirmations and affirmations do work but not if we start at the top of the ladder and yep. so it's really it's it's affirmations um for people who have really old stuff buried in their subconscious. I use hypnosis in my practice. Um, because if you've been, if you've been struggling with that thought, you know, since you were a little kid, uh, one of my clients right now, I mean, um, the perfectionism that started in elementary school for her, uh, you know, un unpacking that and, and reprogramming that she's had decades to, to believe that. Um, so, you know, the uh, hypnosis, but that conscious reframe. So catching yourself, even um, setting a, an alarm, you know, on your phone, on your Fitbit that, okay, this is time to check in. Mm -hmm. What I find is most important is to have a practice like meditation or journaling to bring these thoughts to the surface. So having a daily practice where you set aside time and then having something interwoven through the day, like that alarm. And I equate it to working out, right? When you work out, you are building your muscles or building your stamina to be able to implement that in your, in your life, to be able to lift a heavy box or be able to sprint on a moment's notice. So you need both the, the practice that prepares you for that, and then you interweave it throughout your life so it becomes second nature. Those mm -hmm. are the two ways to really embed it. Yeah, yeah, uh, that, that makes total sense to me. And I think what, what you said certainly um, held true in my own experience. It's not about picking some lofty, seemingly unlikely, elevated, state or elevated self kind of, uh, you know, thinking, thinking of yourself in some like extraordinary setting, it's more, what's the next best thought, right. From where mm -hmm. I am today so that you are climbing mm -hmm. that ladder gradually and, and upgrading those beliefs into more empowering ones day over day. 
Um, so, so Donna, as we wrap up, I'd love to hear, are there any resources? You've mentioned a few books um, already, but are there any resources that you would point our listeners to um, in case they want to start doing this work themselves? Yeah, definitely. Um, and as you said, I mentioned a few already. I also have a book that I released last year called Unleash the Wise Leader in You, A Woman's Guide to Leadership. And it does specifically speak to the, the cultural issues and some of the influences that women have to overcome. But uh, as you can speak to, Sam, it's it's not just for women. There's a lot of self-coaching in there and exercises. Uh, and there's also a workbook for you to, to work through all of that, um, yeah. along with an affirmation card deck. And I created a meditation and hypnosis album to go with each chapter, again, to really try to ingrain this thinking. Yeah, yeah. And I've, I've personally done, I've read the book, I've done the workbook myself, and I'd say it's definitely extensible to men and women. Um, and I'd also say that it really just comes down to giving yourself the space to do this thinking, to observe the feelings, to uncover the thoughts that are, that are kind of driving those feelings, um, and to put pen to paper, right? To acknowledge, mm -hmm. right? Start with acknowledging where you are today um, so that you can begin to step onto the next rung of that ladder and, and finding that next best thought that we're, well, that will serve you better, um, in your business and life. And I think Donna's workbook really helped me and continues to help so many of our members to do that for themselves. So can't recommend it more highly. Well, Donna, thank you so, so much for, for joining us today. Um, you know, folks, if you, if you want to, you know, follow along uh, with Donna, Donna, you want to share a bit about where people can find you on the web? Sure. Yes, you can go to drdonnamarino.com. So that's DR for doctor. Um, and you can get, grab there the five steps to peak performance. And there is also a link there to purchase the, the book bundle, as I call it, which we give you everything uh, that we just talked about. You can also find me on LinkedIn, of course, too. Sorry, Sam, uh, under Dr. Donna Marino as well. Awesome. Well, Donna, thank you so much for joining us today. And, and we look forward to having you back soon. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Sam. Always a pleasure.